I had my first day on the job. I showed up in like leggings and a blazer <laughs> and they were like, they handed me a camera and we were like, yeah, we'll go down to the house floor and um, shoot the governor being sworn in. And so I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Sustaining Craft, the podcast all about the stories and journeys of those in a creative industry. I'm Elizabeth Silverstein, and I have with me today Katie Childs of Katie Childs Photo. Hi, Katie. How are you? Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the podcast. What do you do? I'm a photographer. Right now, I do a lot of weddings, but I'm learning a lot and expanding, so I've been doing a lot more magazine work and mm, things like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's rewind a scooch here. Did you grow up in Arkansas? Um, More or less. I grew up in Louisiana with my mom and sisters, and then um, she took a job here, and I don't remember when. I was probably in the fifth grade, and then I've been in Little Rock ever since. Yeah. Okay. What's kept you around? Family? Yeah, we're, I'm pretty close to my family. I met my husband here at UCA in Conway, which is mm-hmm. probably 30 minutes from here. And yeah, both of our families are close and it's so cheap to live here. And mm-hmm. <laughs> he teaches uh, at Pulaski Tech. He teaches at a college in town. So uh, we have a lot of opportunity to travel, which is really nice. And since it's so cheap to live here, we kind of just stay here and then run around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's UCA? Uh, UCA is the University of Central Arkansas. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. And what did you get your major in? I have a BFA, which is the Bachelor's of Fine Arts in um, Studio Art with an emphasis in Graphic Design. Okay. Yeah. And when you graduated, were you able to use your degree? Um, to an extent. I was waiting tables when I was in college and then when I graduated, I took a job at the Arkansas State Capitol. The position I applied for was supposed to be sort of a media graphic design position. And then kind of during my interview, they asked me if I knew how to use a camera and if I could take photos. And of course, I wanted the job, so I said yes. And then I had used uh, Jonathan, my husband, his camera he had a DSLR at the time, but it was sort of your base model, low-end. I had used it on auto, and so, of course, I was like, yeah, whatever, I can do. I can take photos, yeah, for sure. And so then when I had my first day on the job, it was the day it was that the governor was being sworn in. And so I was like... It's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal, <laughs> I guess. And so I got there. I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, it was my first grown-up job. I was making like pennies and I showed up what year was that this probably 2011 I think Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, I showed up in like leggings and a blazer (laughs) and (laughs) they were like they handed me a camera and we're like yeah we'll go down to the house floor it's the only time that the house floor is going to be open to photographers and um, shoot the governor being sworn in and so I was like Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I I like 
sat down at my desk and I just started Googling camera settings and then I was call, I called Jonathan and I was like, John, what would you do in this situation? And I guess it turned out okay. I did okay that day and then I had six more months or seven, maybe, maybe close to eight months where I was basically just doing photography for the state capitol. And so I didn't end up really doing much design work. I think I did maybe five or six projects while I was there. They had a guy who had been there for forever who did most of the design work. I don't even know why they advertised it like that. <laughs> but, um, but I just, I mean, I fell in love with it anyway. And I shot events all the time and I did headshots and portraits and things like that. And the job itself was, there wasn't a lot of room for growth or anywhere for me to really move up or do anything with it. And so I kind of started building business on the side. Mm -hmm. So I just asked my friends and actually, I just saw this Facebook status came up in my memories. Uh, It was like, hey, if anybody wants pictures of their kids or something, I'll do it for cheap. But and and that was just like five years ago or six years ago. And so I just started doing, yeah, pictures of kids and families and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and were there some similarities between graphic design and photography that kind of helped that transition? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, having an art background helps in a ton of ways. And um, even just kind of being able to apply the basic principles of art to photography was super helpful. Even if I didn't think about it, I would go back and look at it and think, oh, yeah, I did, I did use that then. And then um, I used Photoshop, obviously, iron all the time and knowing how to use Photoshop and having a big background in Photoshop was extremely helpful. <laughs> yeah, so I do use my degree. <laughs> well, and let's discuss a bit. So I had a photographer on who specializes in birth photography, and one of the things she said yeah. was um, painting with light is kind of uh-huh. what you do with photography. But let's talk a, a little bit like everything that goes into it, because people mm-hmm. assume you kind of take a camera and you point it at something and you click, and like that's it. Right. But there's a lot more that goes Can you explain some of that? Yeah, well, I think a big part of it is your planning process. If I'm working with a client, usually we kind of figure out what they, their end goal is, you know, what they want it to look like, and then um, they tell me what they want, and then we have to start kind of from, you know, ground zero of, okay, well, it's got to be at this time of day because you want your pictures to look like this, you know, and then, so, I mean, and then there's, there's so many, I mean, there's so many things. There's like um, your lens choice, and then each lens has a different look and a different feeling to it, too, and so depending on what you want it to feel like, you have to be, like, really smart with your lens choice, and then, mm-hmm. so... I think a lot of it is just planning and mm-hmm. kind of knowing what your equipment can do and then how to best utilize that to reach your end goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you you are telling a story with all of those different choices. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then so if you have a wide angle lens, it's going to look kind of distorted. and then But it's also going to have a lot of energy, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. You know, if you're shooting a party or something like that, you don't, you're not going to use a really long, beautiful portrait lens. Mm-hmm. because you're telling two conflicting stories, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like so much of it now is intuitive that I don't 
I don't think about the process as much, you know. Yeah. It's like I know what I'm, what I want to do, and so it's just kind of automatic. So mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to describe it is kind of hard. Yeah. Well, at this point, you have seven years of experience as a photographer, uh-huh. kind of five or six on your own. Yeah. And that's kind of where the price point for your business comes in too, because that people aren't just paying you to yeah. point a camera at someone. And I tell people that all the time mm-hmm. because, you know, um, when I was just starting out. Even especially doing weddings, I'll say that as just sort of a baseline. I knew what I was doing to an extent, but I didn't have the experience, you know. And there's something huge about having someone that's been doing it for so long. Mm -hmm. And it really is worth the money because I know so much more now. And I feel like I learn every, every time I shoot something, I learn something new. And I, there's so much I know now that I didn't know then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see it because I, I first started learning about photography when I moved to Colorado in 2010. Yeah, and I started meeting photographers and I started seeing the skill there and comparing it to um, the things that were more amateur or the uh-huh. people that were just starting out. There's a big difference. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there are those people, though, that can do it automatically. Mm-hmm. And even those people, though, with a natural ability in the beginning, there's things that that they don't know, even mm-hmm. if they don't realize that they don't know it. Like, mm-hmm. you know. It's just, yeah, for sure. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there can be innate skill and there can be technical things. But yes. then there, there, I think with anything, especially with the creative field, there's just things that just come with time. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, for sure. So being a writer, I've been a writer for 12 years and, and there, there's things that I've come up with. I know how to ask certain questions or I know how yeah. to create a space. I know how to, to draw things out in a certain way. Uh-huh. And I had an innate ability 12 years ago, which is why I was able to get paid for it. Yes. But I'm not the same person now and I do things differently now. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very interesting. What are some of the, your favorite things to do? So you do weddings, you do events, you also mm-hmm. do food, you get out in fields. Yes. So I've been recently working with the Arkansas Times. Um, I've been doing a few of their publications, or maybe just two right now. I'm hoping to get a couple more. Um, <laughs> I work with them on a magazine called Food and Farm, and it's quarterly. But it's so much fun because um, it's just stuff I have no idea about, you know, and they'll send me to some corn farm and tell me to go shoot this story. And I'm just like soaking up all this stuff that I just, cause I have no, I, I have no concept of what happens on the corn farm, you know, <laughs> or, you know, yeah. and they'll, you know, point me to this field of Jersey cows. And I'm like, which one's a boy, you know? And they're like, well, obviously this one. I'm like, I have, I'm sorry. Just like, forgive my ignorance, but yeah. this is so much fun. And so, that's been really fun. And I think it's fun just because it's kind of fresh and mm-hmm. new. When did you start doing that? Just this year. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I've shot there past three or four issues, I think. Okay. Food and Farm, and what's the second one? Uh-huh. Oh, Savvy. It's Savvy. Savvy. Okay. It's a um, family and kids magazine. Okay. Which is very much in my wheelhouse. So. <laughs> yeah. You're used to, to shooting people. I'm used to working with kids and people. and um, and cattle is a little new and yes. different. <laughs> But it's like, it's super fun too. The editor of that magazine is super great. And we just, the last one we did was for the fall and we had these kids doing projects and, you know, eating lots of sugar and it was mm-hmm. pretty fun. <laughs> so how do you approach that a little differently? So with a person, you, you're getting some information on them, how to pull up their personality, how mm-hmm. to kind of fr- frame the person. How do you do that with corn or animals? Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. So I kind of approach it with a documentary kind of mindset. 
and I'll talk to the farmers because a lot of it we'll do a farmer's portrait of the portrait whoever is in charge of the farm and try to pull you know a story from their farm and situation and then with the cattle and and corn I'm just um yeah kind of just doing a documentary kind of style and then picking a lot of this time these shoots I don't get to choose what time of day or um you know what situation the cattle or the corn is going to be in you know Mm -hmm. so it might be in the middle of the day and so I'm just trying to make the best use of whatever's happening and that is its own specific challenge but I love figuring things out like that that's kind of my favorite thing if it was super easy all the time I don't think I would enjoy doing Mm -hmm. it so Mm -hmm. I like to be kind of thrown into a situation and having to figure it out Mm -hmm. so that's a big part of it yeah yeah that's I think where the creative really thrives is like problem solving yeah exactly and I love puzzles like Mm -hmm. even on a scale of like a jigsaw puzzle and so anytime something like that happens and I show up and it's noon and all of everything is in direct sun. I'm just like, okay, what am I going to do? How am I going to fix this? And that's just, it's so much fun to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, let's talk about that beginning stages of your business. Okay. So you realized you're, you're mainly taking photos at the Capitol. You yeah. you need to find a way to continue to grow in a career. Being yes. a creative is a career. Uh-huh. So you started asking your friends for referrals. Yeah. And how did that process go? Um, it was good. I Let's see, I was younger. I was probably 22 or so. And so I know a lot of people just from being in Little Rock for forever. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people had kids and things like that. And I didn't know anything about the business side at all. Um, I'm still figuring that out <laughs> and asking questions. But it was it worked out well because Little Rock, I think, is probably a really good market for word of mouth stuff Mm -hmm. and especially now with social media you could probably make it work anywhere and so I just put the word out and then their friends and then their friends and then slowly built up over time and then some of these people that I was shooting six years ago I'm still working with probably once a year yeah Yeah. doing their fall family photos or something like that but yeah it kind of just snowballed from there and I I knew I wanted to do a wedding didn't really know how to get involved in that mm-hmm. and and somebody reached out to me and I think it was it may have been I can't remember what was my first one <laughs> and I think it was one of Jonathan's cousins was getting married and I think I made $250 on oh. my first wedding yeah a little different now I'm sure <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and then after I did one or two and I just started yeah it's just snowballing and talking to friends and then there's always someone looking for a budget photographer starting mm-hmm. out. And so I did a bunch of cheap weddings in the beginning and then just, yeah, just slowly increased over time. Mm-hmm. How many weddings do you do about a year now? Way too many. <laughs> <laughs> Good problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'm doing like 35 this year. Wow. On my own, which is, oh, that's just way too many. Mm-hmm. I'm, and every year I'm like, I'm only going to do 20. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal right okay. now. <laughs> but I already have like 14 booked for next year. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I'm, I'm having a baby. So Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell. It's him. He's I, in here. I um, I never comment, even if I suspect. Because <laughs> yeah, that's I'm fair. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so next year will hopefully be slower and different. And obviously it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um. 
yeah, you have some flexibility to be able to have your baby and still do yes. your work. Yes, and especially mm-hmm. I think we waited because it's come it's coming at a really good time because now um, my price points can sustain a little better with less weddings or mm-hmm. less work. So, yeah, that's been the goal this whole time was is to work less and make the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that does take some time. It took for I feel it. I mean, I say it takes forever, but I mean it's only it hasn't been that long. Um, it's been, it's, but it's been a good amount of time too. And I think we, I know I kind of get this feel, this sense about things too. And I think other people as well, it's like, you just start your business and you proclaim it to the world and like your overnight success just happens right away. But it does take that three to four, if not more years, you know, to really establish. It takes a while. And like we talk about moving all the time just because we love the mountains and we want to be like. Somewhere we're we're pretty outdoorsy, and I want to be somewhere where there's climbing nearby. Mm. And um, but we're so set up here to, you have to start over. Yeah. yeah, and I do a lot of weddings in Colorado. I just mm-hmm. did one last weekend, but at the same time, there's going to be a year or two where I'm just sort of like, mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> <laughs> am I going to work at Whole Foods for six months, or <laughs> is this going to work? So. Uh, there's a lot of unknown there, so maybe we will one day, but we'll probably stick around for a few years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things you learned about business over the years? So you, you went into this oh my gosh. knowing nothing. Knowing nothing. Were there some shops when you started <laughs> where you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize I yes. had to do this? Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that I didn't. I mean, name a thing. I didn't know it. So, <laughs> I mean, I didn't know anything about paying sales tax or, and I have a CPA in town. His name is Greg Young. He saved my life. <laughs> How did and, you meet Greg? Um, through a friend. Okay. I had a friend that was working there, and I think I post everything goes back to Facebook. <laughs> I think I posted a Facebook status about needing someone who um, could help me with my small business. So I met with him, and I just sort of put everything on the table, and I was like, "This is everything I've been doing." And then he was a godsend and did a lot of it for me, which I just paid him. a large sum <laughs> fix everything <laughs> and, um he's been great though like any time i mean that's the biggest thing i can tell anyone mm-hmm. is to hire someone who will yeah. it's worth all of the money to keep yourself out of jail and <laughs> fair <laughs> to, like <laughs> obey the law yeah because there's a there's so much yeah. and it's stuff that you wouldn't you wouldn't know and stuff yeah. you can't really know and everything is um, state specific too, mm-hmm. or like business specific that details the, and it's changing a lot. Like the tax code is changing all the time. And so stuff you wouldn't know or think about that mm-hmm. they do know. Yes. It's and their it's job their job. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, he's, he's been wonderful and his staff is great. And so the biggest thing was probably paying, figuring out the sales tax. And I think a lot of photographers struggle with this. Originally when photography was mainly film, the taxes were that you only paid sales tax on uh, material things that you mm-hmm. delivered. Mm-hmm. But now that mm, everything is digital, I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people still shoot film, and but most people shoot digital. There was a time where everyone was confused about what you're paying sales tax on and mm-hmm. how you're supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, he, he was just like point blank. He's like, no, you have to pay sales tax on all of your digital deliverables. Oh, interesting. So that's different from when someone pays you for your time. 
that you delivered a product and people have, and you have to pay tax on that product. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. Um, but I mean, anytime I'm shooting, the time and the deliverables are quoted within the same price. Okay. You know, I don't I don't charge for a time mm-hmm. specifically. It's all kind of bundled in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm paying sales tax on whatever amount people are paying me. Okay. So <laughs> that's different from federal taxes where you have to pay the government for the income you made. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You pay so much money. <laughs> that's something that they don't tell you. Nope. And that's something like even starting starting up the business was so hard. There were so many hurdles, so much paperwork and mm-hmm. having to go to this city office and then this city office and then getting stamps from you know, however many people, I don't even remember. It's been a while, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just remember thinking like, this is so hard to get started. Just to even be able to legally do this job is hard. Mm-hmm. And I could see how it would deter a lot of people from mm-hmm. either a doing it legally or be doing it at all, mm-hmm. you know? And so if I didn't have help, I don't know what I would be doing. <laughs> I, I don't know if I, because there were times where I was so overwhelmed and I had help, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Yeah. So all these hidden things, yes. <laughs> you got your paperwork done. Yes. So that was to um, get a business license and get a tax mm-hmm. ID. Yes. And then uh-huh. did you do your own branding, like your logo and everything? Yeah, well, okay. I am a graphic designer. Yeah. Uh, so I started out with my own, but my younger sister is actually a really talented graphic designer. She is in Austin now, and she's working for, she's she's doing amazing, amazing things. And so she made my current logo. Okay, yeah. fun. And what's your sister's name? Her name is Candace. Candace, Candace Earl. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's awesome. I'll plug her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she does work for some incredible clients she would actually be a good one (laughs) to interview Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but yeah she's really good i yeah i did my own branding originally and i still do all of my other little things like business cards and things like Mm -hmm. that but um yeah candace did my main logo okay Mm -hmm. nice because that's another the cost of like getting a website up too yeah and you have imagery based so that's Mm -hmm. a different thing than just putting words up yes Uh uh-huh well i use squarespace okay Mm -hmm. i love squarespace so much. I get compliments mm-hmm. on my website all the time, and I'm like, well, it's Squarespace, <laughs> and four million other people have this exact same website, <laughs> but, but it's so easy, and I can adjust it at any, literally any time, and it's so cheap. I mean, I think it's like 100 bucks a year mm-hmm. for the hosting and the domain, which is insane, like <laughs> unfathomable how, how they get away with charging that little for, and I, how many photos I have up on it, so, mm-hmm. um, but... I would definitely, I like, I feel like having a good looking website is so crucial to having a successful business because mm-hmm. if people are trying to find you and you don't have a website, like, I mean, I've seen some people, some businesses who just have a Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just like, well, it just doesn't look as professional, mm-hmm. you know, half of this job is looking the part you know, and like having all of your branding and stuff together and looking like you know what you're doing. (laughs) Those are a lot of pieces and they take time. So it's like your Mm -hmm. website, it's your business cards, it's your logo, it's even the colors that you have to Uh pick, right? Yeah. A lot of pieces go into it. a lot of things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Not easy having your own business. It's so hard. (laughs) And I think when I started, I didn't realize that, of course. Yeah. I'm like, like, oh, I'm just going to take photos. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm, I think I'm going to do this because then I'll be able to travel and mm-hmm. I'll be able to pick my own schedule, which is also not quite as true. <laughs> Depends on your clients and what exactly. they Exactly. Yeah. I always tell people, they're like, well, yeah, whatever. They're like, you get to do whatever. You get to make your own schedule. And I'm like, mm, well, if I want to eat next week, I have to do this based on everyone else's schedule. <laughs> so it's, it's not as much on my own time as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So to survive kind of the the less glamorous parts of, of owning your own business, how do you find encouragement? Yes. Um, well, thankfully, a lot of that is done. Okay. So okay. I did that early on. And once I got through that and got to this fun part mm-hmm. where I actually just most of my days are spent either talking to clients, working with, you know, actually shooting or working editing at home. Mm-hmm. Um this is the easy part. Okay. This is the fun part. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you don't have to really do as much advertising now since it's <clears throat> word of mouth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now it's kind of taken off and um, until I get to a point where things slow down, I'll probably just keep doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. What are some of your, your goals for the future? I know you're going to have the baby. You want to cut down yeah. uh-huh. a little bit. Um is there, do you have a specific business goal you're kind of looking for right now besides that? Um, I don't know. I think my goal up until this point is just to have, have been to make more money every year or mm-hmm. to be, um, and then just to continue. Mm-hmm. Like a big part of it was that, oh, okay, it's still working. Oh, I'm still getting to do this. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't originally set any big business goals other than just kind of surviving. And now, I guess, uh, to keep growing, I would love to keep doing more uh, bigger weddings. We've gotten some really cool destinations this year. Like we just did this one when the bride was like wake surfing in her wedding dress. I saw those photos. Those were awesome. So much fun. And that was intended. Like we did four destination weddings this wow. month, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. It was too much. <laughs> but it was really fun. Um, if I wasn't pregnant, it would have been a lot more fun. But um, so I would love to keep doing destination stuff, but yeah, I think the main goal is to work a little less and have a little more work-life balance because mm-hmm. well, up until now, it's just been me and Jonathan and mm-hmm. you know, he comes with me a lot. He shoots, he second shoots with me a lot. Oh, awesome. So when it was just us, it's fine, but mm-hmm. now I'm going to try to make more time for this one that's mm-hmm. inside. Okay. So <laughs> the unborn yeah, baby on the way. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that's probably my main business goal is to try to um, work less, try to make the same amount of money. And then I also would like to move a little bit away from weddings, Mm -hmm. as many as I do right now, and move more into commercial stuff, Mm -hmm. which I have a lot to learn. But I am learning. What does commercial entail? Or just more, you know, like magazine stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Or maybe doing stuff for... um, uh, like product stuff for clients and I don't know what all it entails yet. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Just less weddings and more other work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of diversify that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which I am still learning. I've done portraits and stuff in events for so long and I, I, I know that's something that I'm strong at and so I'm pretty mm-hmm. confident. But then if I'm kind of thrown into a different genre... I do a lot of studying and practicing at home before I show up to a job, of course. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what we're working towards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some good goals. Mm-hmm. Well, Katie, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank Thanks you so for much. having me. Yeah, this has been fun. Here.
This has been Sustaining Craft with Elizabeth Silverstein and my special guest today, Katie Childs of Katie Childs Photo. This podcast would not be possible without the help of some friends, including audio editing by Joshua Kurtz, uh, original artwork by Morgan Elena, the Inkling Girl, and original music by Jim Chiago of Nomad Neighbors. Catch them playing around Denver most weekends and on iTunes and Spotify under 7 Second Chance. Katie, before we sign off completely, do you have any advice for someone looking to go into a creative business or maybe become a photographer? I would say if you want to do it, it's going to be really scary and it's going to be really hard, but you should do it anyway. (laughs) What's one practical step that someone could take to do it anyways, despite that fear? Don't be afraid to ask for help from a person, a human, not Google. Google will hose you in 3,000 ways. (laughs) Ask for help from someone who knows and then pay them for their time. that will make it substantially less scary. 